You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hogmaws confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution. Hello and welcome. Box this thought. Intimately known as PC. Striving to awaken those who are asleep. Stimulate those who are awakened. Feed those who are starving. And nurture those who seek to know. I am your host, Carlton Steed, a self-proclaimed student of life in the search, discovery, and revelation of life on life's terms. First, I'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host this show. I'd also like to thank the creator for allowing me to be. You can contact the show by dialing 347-989-0180. Please press 1 to speak. Again, by dialing 347-989-0180, please press 1 to speak. You can also reach us on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Queen Mother for Real. That's the four, real, the number four. And listen to the show live. You can also contact us on Facebook at Provocative Thought. PT Community Organization, Poison or Poisonous Food. There are some foods and or chemicals commonly used in food in the United States that are banned outside of the United States. For instance, ratopamine is used in 80% of U.S. pig and cattle operations. It is a feed additive used to promote leanness, that means less fat on the animal, and to stimulate growth, make him bigger in animals raised for their meat. Ectopamine in 160 countries. It is written that the U.S. position is that the use of ectopamine favors agricultural trade over the health risk. To put it simply, profit is favored over health risk or death. How do these Poisonous foods impact on the human organism. What about the economy? Some additives preserve the life of the food if it's meant to be stored for a long time. So, and the hormones allow more meat to be sold to meet the demands of the growing or hungry population. Often the FDA weighs the health concerns against agricultural demands and decide it's worth it. Even if the European Union, which must 
restrictive food processing laws often doesn't agree. Let's preserve the life of the living, not the shelf life of the dead animal for the benefit of property. We demand to be treated with dignity, respect, honesty, and integrity. Find another way. Find a safe way. These American meat products are banned abroad. The next time you enjoy a plate of giant buffalo wings or a chowing down on a giant steak, think about the size of the animal that must have produced it. Have you ever noticed how much bigger some U.S. cows, chickens, and turkeys are than their European counterparts? Probably not, because I haven't seen a European cow, chicken either. That's because many American animals and farms actually mix in synthetic hormones with the feedstock making their cows, pigs, and other animals grow a lot bigger and faster than they usually would. While the practice has been Food and Drug Administration, those guys are supposed to look after our safety, many overseas countries feel that the, the resultant meat and meat products are not all that safe for human consumption and disapprove of the practice. For this reason, and several others, a hand of common U.S. meat products are actually banned from sale abroad, but it's being sold to us here. American beef is a prime example of meat being treated with a variety of hormones that have placed it on the banned list for several countries since 1993. U.S. chicken also makes an appearance on the banned list for the being washed with chlorine. It kills some of the dangerous pathogens, germs, bacteria that the chickens absorb while they are crammed into the tight quarters of their feeding pens where they live amongst their own feces and whatever it comes with being living in a cramped space like that. Believe it or not, a lot more of your favorite American food might actually be banned from being sold abroad. The big slice of papaya with your morning breakfast for example, may have been genetically altered to make it bigger and shinier. So it's banned in Europe, Japan, and several other countries that have strict rules about the sale of genetically engineered food. And we call it GMO, right? Genetically engineered organisms. There are also plenty of food additives like olestra or, or lean found in potato chips or Rom-mated flour commonly used in baking or even popular food colorants like red dye number 40 and red dye number 6. Some additives preserve the life of the food, to, you know, to feed the hungry public, as they said. And they say that sometimes uh, these uh, manufacturers don't mean to poison us, even though they're using poison product. So, American beef. The high incidence of hormonal cancers produced as well are produced. As early as 1989, the EEC, European Economic Community, put its collective foot down and said that that's not okay and banned the treated beef from being sold in any European Union country. So some of those restrictions have since relaxed depending on the hormones used. Issues like mad cow disease leading 
to China also banning American beef products. Ironically, the U.S. has banned much of Europe's beef, too, because of mad cow disease. Pigs, cows, and turkey. Rectophamine, as I said. Pigs, cows, and turkey fed rectophamine. Safety has slammed the U.S. for its continued use of rectophamine, saying, Rectophamine, saying it has caused anxiety and increased heart rate in humans. Noted, as noted by the FDA, it can also increase injury and lameness in pigs. The U.S. position is that the use of rectopamine favors agricultural trade over the health risk like farm salmon. They say the risk here is that these fish are in mass production, they're raised in a tight spot area. If they're fed antibiotics and other drugs, rendering it not at all as wholesome as you may think it is, because you think that you think of salmon as being one of one of the you know really good fish to eat. Factory farm fish are intensely confined and are fed a steady diet of antibiotics and other drugs to combat the unnatural and Filthy conditions of the pens in which they're often resolved in gray colored fish, which is then counterreacted by dosing the fish with synthetic, it's a synthetic made from, I don't even know how to say it, petrol, oh, petrochemicals, which was banned in Australia and New Zealand. Arsenic laced chicken meat. Last year, the FDA admitted that American chicken meat contains cancer-causing arsenic, despite the fact that arsenic is a well-known toxin and carcinogenic causes cancer. It's often added to chicken feed in the U.S. to help promote growth and growth and kill parasites. In 1999, serious health concerns prompted the European Union, seems to have a lot more on the ball than the uh, United States when it comes to overseeing the safety of their people when it comes to this food. The European Union banned arsenic-based feed additives. Some, even some states like Maryland have pushed back on using arsenic in the feedstock. They have, they have a lot of chicken farms down in um, Maryland. I was down there not too long ago. We saw a lot of chicken farms. Chicken washed with chlorine. That ought to keep them clean. Thousands of birds are literally stuffed inside of massive warehouses, been their lives standing, sleeping, and eating in their own waste. The meat picks up a lot of pathogens, germs, and you know, After the chickens are slaughtered, they are washed in chlorine to rid them of some of the nastiest germs. Then we cook them and eat them up. Milk from cows given RBGH. This is a growth hormone that is routinely pumped into U.S. meat products and are not just constrained to the meat alone. Apparently, this growth hormone can come, be absorbed into the milk of the uh, cow. While legal in the U.S., since being approved by the FDA in 1993, RBGH is not permitted in Australia. Zillion, Canada, Japan, 
and the entire European Union due to human health concerns. Some other common foods that are banned around the world. Nutri-grain. You know, the Nutri-grain cereal bars or snack bars. I mean, long story short, Nutri-grain has, has uh, they use a food coloring. I think it's food color number, red dye number 40 in the United States is allowed. But in Britain, they use beets because red dye number 40, illegal. So what happened is in the U.K., the coloring is achieved by using beetroot. But in the U.S., coloring is used by this red dye, red number 40 dye that has been associated with hyperactivity and some types of cancer. Mind you, food is supposed to be nutritious for the body. Why not use the beetroot? The answer is that Kellogg's probably saves half a, half a penny on each bar using an artificial dye rather than using the natural one. Beet juice is natural. Artificial dye, of course, is the red number. 40. Also, that promotes and uh, perpetuates the industry. In this case, Kellogg. Why does Kellogg use beets in Europe? Because in Europe, the regulated, the regulated has required warning labels on products with red numbers, not illegal, excuse me. Like cigarettes, Kellogg did the bottom line calculation and decided the loss in sales would cost much more damage than the savings on the food dye. But in the U.S., FDA has given the red dye number 40, generally recognized as safe. The reason is one approach. In the European manufacturers, in Europe, manufacturers need to prove an ingredient is safe beyond a shadow of a doubt before for use. So Europe has to prove that it's safe. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, this can't hurt you for it to be approved for use. In the U.S., you just have to prove that the ingredient is dangerous beyond a shadow of a doubt for it to be banned. So that means any doubt about the, the chemical not being dangerous, <laughs> you probably get a chance to use it whether it's dangerous or not. Red 40 is, certified, is a certified color that comes from petroleum. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, again, mandates that it has to be listed by name on food and product label. Additives that don't need to be specified on labels are called exempt. These colorings are made from plant, animal, or mineral sources. One study found that red dye number 40 produces success in rats. Excuse me. Red dye number 40 lowers reproductive success in rats. It also reduces parental and offspring weight, decreased brain weight, and lower chances for survival in newborn rats. The author said the colorant showed evidence of physical and behavioral toxicity, toxicity in developing rats that consume red 40 as 10% of their diet. That's not a lot. 
the environmental workshop group lists the overall hazard level of for red 40 as low. Other entities claim it is high, highly toxic, most importantly, because people are unaware of how much they are exposed to it. Consume a lot of it. You don't know. Even if you choose to consume a toxin like alcohol, at least you know it's a toxin and you can say, you can judge it or maybe two or three glasses. But for this toxin, you don't even know. So we're not, we're not very familiar with a lot of things that I'm talking about because I know I wasn't. And uh, you might consume a lot of it. And you know what happens when you consume toxic things. Behavior problems um, aside, animal studies indicating that the diet poses a cancer risk provide another reason for the banning of those chemicals. Fit Day editor says the outer portion of the whole grain um, nutrient um, bar, whole grain says the outer portion contains whole grain of enriched flour, which is really processed flour. Notice it's not whole wheat flour, enriched with niacin, iron, vitamin B1, vitamin B3, and folic acid. Then later comes the whole wheat flour and soybean oil. So enriched flour is flour that uh, is processed flour, like this, like this thing is saying. And those those vitamins have to be put back in it because with processing it, those things are eliminated. So far, in 2004, a journal of drug metabolism and disposition showed that TPHQ might have tumor-promoting properties. In 1993, a study published in the journal Carcinogenian Esophical Nodo and Stomach Papillomas benign tumors were increased in rats given TBQH. That's another uh, additive. TBQH is added to soybean oil. I know we, some of us think soybean oil is pretty safe also. You don't know. You don't know. But, you know, we don't know these things. So I'm, I'm trying to share this with the public so that we can become more educated on what we put into our bodies, what might be causing us to contribute to our health problems. Citric acid is also added to soybean oil. It also helps keep soybean oil fresh. Here's one that we all know. High fructose corn syrup. It's all in this uh, Nutri-Grain fruit bar. It's supposed to be uh, healthy for you. As we know, it has been implicated to possibly cause diabetes. You see a lot of dialysis places in the community, obesity, metabolic syndrome, and liver disease. You know, your liver is your first line of defense. Your liver is trying to get rid of all these toxins. You put a toxin in your body, your liver is the first thing that's trying to fight it off. It's trying to get rid of it. The news that the Food and Drug Administration in response to the CSTI's advisory committee meeting to discuss the link between food dyes and children's behavior is welcome and overdue. Yellow number five, red 40, and other commonly used food dyes have long been shown in numerous clinical studies to impair children's behavior. But for years, 
the FDA, which actually commissioned one of the first controlled studies, dismissed the mounting evidence against the dyes. So it seems like the FDA was aware of the potential dangers, at least the potential dangers of the food dyes, but who knows who got paid for that? I'm just saying. Food cake says the, the ingredients in, I'm not going to read all these ingredients. I'm just going to read a couple of them. The ingredients in the Nutri-Grain bar are in the filling. That's the sweet part. High, the first one says high fructose corn syrup. Next one says corn syrup. Then the third one says strawberry puree. And it's my understanding the first one is the one that's the most that's in there. So, they, you know, they have all this shit, you know, different things. In it. So those things aren't good for you. This part's supposed to be uh, health bar, but it doesn't appear to be healthy at all. It's about as healthy as the Snickers bar. One of the main, so it has also another ingredient list that I found, first ingredient that whole grain oats. So one of the main benefits of whole grains is the high fiber content. A diet that is rich in high fiber is shown to reduce certain cancers, specifically colon cancer, diabetes, digestive problems, and heart disease. Now, I find that be odd to have something in there that helps resist or reduce the same thing that you have products in there that promote these things, that cause these things. So that's that's kind of weird in the same bar. So this bar, can, it, it has... Some things that could be good for you, but it has a lot of things that's very bad for you. Refined, brief term used to refer to grains that are not whole because they are missing one or more of three parts, the bran, the germ, or the endosperm. White flour and white rice are refined grains, for instance, because both have had their bran and germ removed, leaving only the endosperm. So it's not white rice. White flour, not healthy. I think we know that. I, I, I think a lot of us know that. I don't know if everybody knows that. Here are some specific details regarding some of these colors. Blue number one, found in baked goods, candy, and soft drink, has been shown to damage the chromosomes in the cell's nucleus, contributing to uncontrolled cell mutation and division that is a precursor to cancer. In seriously ill patients, blue number one use was associated with serious complications such as a refractory hypotension, metabolic acidosis, and, of course, death. That's in seriously ill patients. This is blue dye number one. Could have used that and not went to jail. Blue dye number two, which is found in pet food beverages and candy, may cause brain tumors. Citrus red number one is sprayed on green oranges to make them look right. You heard that, right? Like blue number one, this dye fractures the chromosomes in the cell's nucleus and can lead to cancer. The FDA has proposed a ban on citrus bed number one. Kudos to the FDA finally doing something. Uh, red, uh, citrus, citrus red number two used to color the 
skins of some Florida oranges can cause cancer if the peel is eaten. Man, I know we usually take the orange peel off, but I remember eating the orange peel sometimes. Red number three is often added to canned cherry pie filling. Cherries, baked goods, and ice cream. Studies have linked this dye to nerve damage and to thyroid cancer. Red number 40 is using soda candy, gelatin desserts, that's your jello, pastries, you know, strawberry shortcakes, and kind of, you know, that's not really strawberry shortcake, that's not really strawberry uh, in, in the middle of it. Red number 40 and whatever they made there, pet food and sauces, and is a suspected carcinogenic. It's a suspected carcinogenic here, they say. Yellow number five is the second most widely used colorant, and it contributes to behavior disturbances in children and can cause allergic, allergic reactions, primarily to prim, primarily in aspirin-sensitive individuals. So this red number five, you people are sensitive to aspirin, Read. That's red number five. You have, might have the same reaction. It's found or worse. It's found in gelatin desserts. That's yellow number five. I think yellow has a little yellowish kind of little jello thing going there. Candy, pet food, and baked goods. Maybe that's yellow cake. That's the guy that's using yellow cake. I don't know. You got to read the box. Yellow number six can cause tumors in the adrenal glands and the kidneys. It's found in beverages, sausages, baked goods, candy, and we eat a lot and drink a lot of the things, that, all the things that I've just made. Candy, we are big candy eaters. Orlean is a chemical in fat, fat-free snacks like potato chips. What's wrong with it? We can't process the substance properly. The FDA, in 1996, an FDA-mandated health mandated that a health warning label read. This product contains Orlestra, Orlean. That's the same thing. Orlean, Orlestra, same thing. That's in 1996. Orlestra may cause abdominal cramping and loose stool, anal leakage. Now, this is not a small thing. Orlestra inhibits the absorption of some vitamins and other nutrients. Vitamins A, D, E, and K have been added. Farm-raised salmon, we talked about that, how the salmon are raised in a basically unclean, chemically-induced environment. Brown-made vegetable oil. You find that in Mountain Dew and other nuclear-looking citrus drinks. It enables the food coloring to stick to the water. That's banned in Japan, Europe, and 100 countries. What's wrong with it? It's made up of some of the same chemicals that prevent that prevent carpets from catching on fire. That's in your Mountain Dew. The chemical is actually a flame retardant, nervous system depressant, and endocrine disruptor. It also causes reproductive and behavioral problems. I'm surprised I didn't say death after that. Because uh, that's a lot right there. So 
Brahmanic vegetable oil is processed vegetable oil that is treated with Brahmin. It is often derived from corn or soy. In certain flavored drinks, Brahmin combined with vegetable oil is used to prevent the flavoring in the drinks from floating to the surface. Brahmin is a naturally occurring element that is commonly found in Brahmin salt and salt water. When isolated, it can become very toxic to, human, to the human body. Side effects of Brahmin vegetable oil has been linked to serious diseases. Some common side effects of Brahmin vegetable oil are neurological impairment, thyroid problems, fertility issues, psychological symptoms. When Brahmin is in vegetable oil, when the Brahmin in vegetable oil gets inside the body, iodine, and therefore increases the risk of iodine deficiency. The lack of iodine is linked to an increase of breast, ovary, and prostate cancer, and low thyroid. It can also increase the risk of diabetes and obesity. Rectopamine, again, infused meat, which is spanned in a whoop in 160 countries, including Russia, China, Taiwan, and Europe. You know, the European nation is, uh, have the, their uh, regulation regarding uh, common to meat from pigs, cows, and turkey, turkey, as I said. What's wrong with it is harmful to the cardiovascular system. It causes hyperactivity. In addition, chromosomal issues, behavioral changes have been reported. In fact, the United States doesn't even look for this drug in meat. So, we sure do love unhealthy food in the United States. Eleven ingredients considered unhealthy and dangerous are banned in countries around the world, but not in the U.S. In fact, those ingredients are found in food and drinks that Americans consume regularly, according to ABC News. Banned ingredients include Blue 1, Blue 2, Yellow 5, Yellow 6, Red 40, Brown-made vegetable oil. Brahmated um, flour, orlean, preservatives, BHA with BHA in it, uh, growth hormone, arsenic uh, found in chicken feed. Food manufacturers aren't necessarily including these ingredients in their products because they want to poison people. This is what they say. The ingredients might be a part of a product's original formula, or the manufacturers just might not know that they are there or that they are harmful, according to, that sounds very fictitious to me. The Food and Drug Administration, again, if you can trust them by now, assures the public that it is monitoring the safety of these ingredients and the products that contain them with an extensive scientific-based process. Well, to monitor the safety of a product is to monitor the safety of the ingredients before they reach the consumer. The consumer should not be a guinea pig for the agricultural conglomerate. That's a no-brainer. If you know that the ingredients are harmful or poisonous, you are intentionally harming or poisoning the consumer. Manufacturers are morally and legally responsible for what 
they propose to be safe and healthy. Well, they should be. It seems to me they can get away with poisoning you and nothing's being done about it. It's being just called okay, legal, the word, the, the okay word that they use. But if you're eating conventionally produced bacon or other pork products, chances are great that you are consuming rectopamine. Livestock growth altering drugs so dangerous that 160 countries around the world have banned them, but not in the U.S. What the FDA says this growth altering drug is says this growth altering drug is okay for Americans. Got to be kidding. Since hog producers selling their animals to the slaughter are paid by the pound, this adds up. It can put an extra $10 in the producer's pocket for each animal raised, which can translate to an additional 400000 per year for those running fairly large operations. Grow Hall, with its 20 members spending as much as $1.3 million annually during the inflammation of rectopamine in pork. It also generously donates as strategic it also generously donates to strategic political campaigns. That's very important there. It also, the National Pork Producers Council, generously donates to strategic political campaigns. The group's current agenda appears to be getting countries who have banned rectopamine to reverse economic impact of the United States beef industry by Dan Otto and John D. Lawrence. The beef industry is an important added enterprise in the United States agriculture. Over a million farms and ranches benefited directly from the sales of cattle and calves in the 2000s. Gross receipts from sales of cattle and calves in 2000 total 40.76 billion, counting accounting of 21% of all agricultural receipts. An estimated 40.76 billion of gross output of beef production activity supports an additional. $147.4 billion of economic output for a total of $188.4 billion of direct and indirect economy activity throughout the U.S. economy. So basically this, this industry totaled about $188.4 billion. The direct and indirect employment, the direct and indirect or related to the production and Processing of beef support over 1.4 million full-time equivalent jobs in the U.S. as well. That's a lot of people. Cattle are produced in all 50 states, and their economic impact contributes to nearly every country in the nation, and they are a significant economic driver in rural communities. Export value of beef and beef variety meat exports reached a record of 
$807 billion in 2014. Pork production has an estimated $23.4 billion of gross output. In 2013, more than 482,100 workers were employed by the meat and poultry packing and processing industry. Their combined salaries totaled more than $19 billion. So it appears that the, the uh, meat industry, pillars of economic pillars of this country, maybe of the world, but a lot of people eat meat. So its production is production and distribution leakages. The meat and poultry industry impacts firms in all 509 sectors of the U.S. economy in every state in every congressional district in the county. So this is big business. I don't know if you remember the little the movies back in the day, the little cattle movies, when the uh, the cattle men were trying to take over the land. They had these big wars and everything like that. And so these guys, this guy's been growing since about then. Involved in meat production, along with their suppliers, distributors, retailers, and other industries, employ. 6.2 million people in the U.S. with jobs that total $200 billion in wages. That's a lot of money. So $200 billion in wages is a lot of money. People are living off of the industry and the hormones that they give these animals when you have a cow that's so big that you can make a lot of money. There's a lot of meat, no, not much fat. Everything is Bigger, you're selling by the pounds. So you're gonna make more money off of this animal. So they making more money. So to to take some of these things that I'm talking about out of the meat, you take some of the, the poisons that they're putting in the meat. They probably would make less money. Now the question is, um, how harmful would that be, and who would that impact upon the most? You know, based on uh, who should it impact on the most? I mean, I don't see why people should lose the job because uh, a guy can't make. Four hundred billion is only going to make two hundred billion. I mean, I mean, that's just a number I'm throwing out there. Then we thought if you are so greedy that you can't see that these things, these your product is causing harm to the American people, the people abroad, or whatever, change the way that you do business, the way that you go, you know, raise your animals in a healthy way that it would, it would actually be more healthy for us. You know, if we get into another topic about meat, whether meat is healthy for us at all anyway, but we won't go there. We'll just stick with let's raise the meat in a healthy manner. So what? The industry might not make as that as many billions as they would by using these growth hormones and these additives. But we need to think about that, I mean, I'm sure nobody with any money is listening to my show. But people don't need to lose their job. Because for that reason, because you need to change the way that you do business. Through direct taxes, these companies and their employees provide $81.2 billion in revenues to the federal, state, and local government. So that's a pillar of economics. That's right there. That's what that's saying. That means that this, you know, the money that they generate is, is coming. Everybody's getting a little taste of it. And the big boys are getting their share. Federal, state, 
in local government. Those are major those are major hogs in the play. Everybody else is getting trickle down stuff. Crumbs. The consumption of meat and poultry generates two point four billion in state taxes, sales taxes. That's a lot of money. The bigger the cow, the more money it's going to generate. The more money the federal, state, and local government is going to get off off of their cut. And I hope that um, people are following the money trail because you have, sometimes we have to follow the money trail to see why things are happening. This activity is linked directly to states, hog slaughtering, and processing sectors. Sales from these sectors support additional import purchases spending on transportation and other services, as well as consumer-related purchases worth nearly $122 billion. So there's a demand for the, for the uh, meat, the sale of the meat, and it also apparently it perpetuates the use of these chemicals to make the meat bigger and less lean, to give you more meat, Give you more of what you want. In 2014, meat and poultry, the meat and poultry industry sales totaled 186 billion. That's a lot. And the federal, state, and local government is going to get a cut off of that. Some people are going to get make a good living off of that through employment. You know? Think it's going away? Think again. Dr. Chance Charles Livingston said, many of the foods sold in the U.S. are banned in other countries because they contain harmful additives, hormones, chemicals, and other dangerous ingredients. Americans today are less healthy than they were in 1989. Today, according to the National Institute of Health, about two in three adults are considered to be overweight or obese. And one-third of children and adolescents ages 6 to 19 are overweight or obese. In 2012, 29.1 million Americans had diabetes, and 86 million Americans aged 20 and older had pre-diabetes. We're eating ourselves to death. I don't know if um, people are following me. I hope that you are. About... 1,150 Americans die each day from heart disease, one every 40 seconds. Sodium is a leading dietary contributor to heart disease. About 90% of Americans eat more sodium than is recommended for a healthy diet. Roughly 70 million Americans suffer digestive disease and discomfort like gas bloating, Crohn's disease, inflammatory bowel syndrome, and diverticulitis. 2016, there will be an estimated 1,685,210 new cancer cases diagnosed and 595,690 cancer deaths in the U.S. 2016 is almost old. I didn't get a chance to check that, but got to believe it. Just looking at some of the food additives, 
additives that they put into the food. It's, it's amazing that we even alive eat some of the food that they say that that says that health is deteriorating in, in America. And because diet is arguably the number one factor in our health, you have to wonder how much of America's current health problems are caused by toxic foods that are banned in other countries. Let's look at five shocking foods banned around the world that millions of Americans eat every single day. And we did, we mentioned some of these. Farm-raised salmon, painted meat, Fox News consumption of recopamine has been linked with hyperactivity and cardiovascular problems in humans due to the potential health risks. In February 2013, Russia issued a long-term ban on U.S. pork and red meat due to traces of rectopamine. It's Russia. No, don't bring that in. This is from Fox News. Where it's banned, in addition to Russia, the European Union, China, caller. Welcome to the Fox News. Hey, this is Q. How you doing? Q, how you doing, Q? Okay, okay. What you eating um, today? I have a... Huh? Right, I just asked you, what did you eat today? Uh, eggs and, um... Eggles. Eggles, okay. What's your question, Q? So, um... About what's worse for us. Is it worse that we eat too much or the actual content of the food? I mean, you're talking about the health, the overall health of the American well, public. Right. You well, both? eating too much. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were finished. Go ahead. Oh, I would say that was the question. Which one is, which one is. Oh, which is worse, eating too much yeah. or eating the toxin? Yeah. Well, if it's a toxin, it's bad for you. That's go without saying. Right, because you can eat, you can right. drink too much uh, water and it, you have a problem. Right, you can drink too much of uh, natural anything and you have a problem with it. So what we're saying here is that these carcinogens, right, mm-hmm. do what carcinogens do, right? Mhm. Right. So who knows if you eat bread for the all your everybody seems does not appear to get cancer, right? Right. So, but a lot of people do. So, the question is, do you want to be one of those people? Do you want to take the chance and be one of those people? The reality is we all taking the chance because we don't really know what we eat. So, if you eat a lot of a carcinogen, to me, that's going to increase the chances, the risk of you becoming carcinogenic and developing whatever you develop from cancer, tumors, or, um, you know, radical uh, cell growth and things like that. Right? Kidney shut down and you know, right? Right. But if you're eating too much, you might not even make it that much. I mean, that long because you have right. a problem with the obesity. Well, or you, you know might, might, you might. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. If you eat too much, right? If you eat a lot, then you have problems with obesity and shutting down your your uh, liver. So your liver got to process all them poisons coming through there. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? So just right. because you're not in, just because you're not being treated for a liver disease doesn't mean you might not be uh, predisposed uh, through your eating habit, right? Right. Or uh, 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 have have a uh, uh, complication that you just haven't showed up yet. Maybe you die before that even happens. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe some people it doesn't work that way with them. Some people um, eat that stuff and they come up with with it, with a disease. You know, some kind of form of cancer or some organ disease because it had a different impact on their body. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know, just like some people eat beans. You know, some people eat beans. Some people eat peanuts. Some people eat them beans, get sick, they got to go to the hospital, right? Some people eat peanut right. butter, they got to go to the hospital. Some people don't. You know, so I'm 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 guessing since we don't know how much is a much or too much of this poison in terms of it. Um, actually coming to surface as a cancer or anything like that. We don't we don't know that, but we see it in in the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You see it in the numbers, the the amount of people that have cancer. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. already they estimate they can they can actually estimate. Um, you know, how many people they think is going to die from cancer? Because that, that's how frequently it goes on. It's not coming from out of the sky. So if you eat too much, you know, you have obesity, and you eat too much of the wrong food, then you're going to get whatever those foods do to your body. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, eating is, is, we can't even say that's a broad topic. You know what I'm saying? We don't know who's eating what. Some people eat healthier than other people. You know what I mean? Somebody might eat too much of watermelon. So they might have the same problem with somebody that's eating too much beef, which is associated with colon cancer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's, you know, so it depends on what you're eating too much of, what, you know, what you come out with, what you, how you end up. Hey, you, you never know. Sometimes people don't even make it, you know, to the, to the point where these diseases show up. Unless you cut them open, you know what I'm saying. And we don't do autopsies on autopsies on people who are alive. Carlton, you have another caller. Um, Q, thank you. All right, next caller. Next caller, please. Welcome to Provocative Talk. Hear me. Hello. Hello. Yes. This is Carol. Can you hear me? Carol, yes, I hear you. Yeah, you know, but I was listening. I was listening to something on. The TV, a little documentary where they're talking about food, and they were saying now with food that the soil is depleted. Okay, um, and because the soil is depleted, is 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 lacking the minerals and everything that whatever's being grown in that particular environment would absorb, you know, within right. itself. So they're saying even if you eat the right things, you know what I mean. So you're not eating the meat, you're eating the grains and you're eating this, but if it's grown in soil that is depleted, then you're actually not getting, you know, the uh, the nutritional value of that particular um, product, you know. So all these things are known, they've been known, you know, as far as um, their detrimental effect on man, as far as the additives, as far as the high, uh, what do you call it, high corn, high, right, they they know all this stuff, but it's about money, you know. It's about money. And what I was thinking, at some point, I think the people were healthier 
when <clears throat> before industrialization of the nation came about because people lived at home. You grew your own food as far as grains and you had your own cows, your own chickens, you know. And you basically fed them. But as you know, we became as you know, the the nation became more industrialized, people became more dependent on other people providing their food source. And therefore, you know, um, we have this problem. Now, you do have some people now, you know, as they get more educated, you know, they're buying organic, which, you know, you have to be careful with everything. Or they're growing their own gardens, you know, their own vegetables, their own beefy stuff, you know. They're going to do themselves for a more healthier um, product. But everybody can't do that, you know what I mean? So it's almost like you're in between a catch-22. You know, even even if you have this knowledge that the food source is tainted, you know, with all these um, carcinogenic products, the question is, where can you buy food that's good for you? The organic stuff, I'm just saying, it's just a question. The organic products are too high. I think one time they showed something on, on TV where the, Family of four, two adults, two kids, had so much money, and how how would they spend this money on the healthy food, you know? So they showed, you know, what they could buy at a fast food, and then somebody took them to a market to show them how to shop to eat healthier. Right. You understand what I'm saying? But it, it really has to start... You know, at some point, you know, I guess for the older people, but even in the home with the children at a at an earlier age, just not introducing them to bad products. You know what I mean? Like the sugary stuff. You don't have to eat candy, cakes, and all that stuff, and you will survive. You you, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but but that still is my question. Even in all that, how where can you buy these? Find the products that are actually good for you because there is a monopoly on this food stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like you have another source with somebody saying out of all these five, here's a sixth option. You understand what I'm saying? Because all the five are about the same thing. Mass production, you know, these shortcuts, antibiotics, hormones, and all that other stuff that's wreaking havoc on the uh you know, and the people, you know, this. what are the people going to do? That's a good question. What are the people going to do? Because so far, the guard dogs are not guarding the, the uh, house. They're letting a lot, they're letting... I think know, it's all political farm. because I think I was reading somewhere like where farmers are paid a certain percentage of money not to farm certain things, but to farm certain things. You understand what I'm saying? You know, then you got this big thing with the GMO. And my understanding, these people have big lobbyists because they wanted these people to label their things. And their only argument was that the reason why they wouldn't label it is the cost that it would cost them to put a a label on a GMO product. But they don't want you to know it's GMO. We really have no knowledge of, of the nutritional value of GMO products, you know. Is it something just made, you know, to simulate taste? You understand what I'm saying? Right. But still have no nutritional value. 
you know, but it tastes good. It looks good, tastes good, but the overall uh, picture is that it's of no nutritional value. But they won't tell you what it is. You know, that you would even have a choice to say, okay, I'll try it, or I don't want that. You know, they won't label their products. And then I think I just found out about tilapia, tilapia, tilapia. And I was saying, well, where did this daggone tilapia came from? You grew up with trout, you know, butterfish, and all of a sudden you just inundated with tilapia. So I was talking with somebody. They said, well, that's a fish that's natural in the waters of Africa. And that this tilapia here that we're eating is GMO tilapia. I said, really? Now, how many people know that? We're not importing tilapia over here in abundance so that the poor folks are going super fresh, you know, in these places and, and afford this type of fish. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you just need to know that, you know. We need we need to know so we can have better choices, you know. But then again, where can you get the, okay, where can you find the right food source, you know. That's my question. All right, Carl. Thank you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank Free Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host the show, to create it. Also, want to say, everyone, please read. When you buy food, please read. You will not be please able to plug in and turn on and cop out. Addicts, you will not be able to plug in and turn on and cop out. Addicts, you will not be able to plug in and turn on and cop out. It's your liver's job.